You're listening to Crossroads Cafe, a podcast that inspires women to explore fresh ideas, take on new adventures and become accomplished at something that you love. If you're currently in business, you're wanting to start a new business or change a career path, then pour yourself a cuppa, sit back and let's chat. It's time to figure out exactly what it is that you want to achieve and how to go about getting it. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Emma. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you for being part of the podcast. It's lovely You're to have you welcome. here. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. No, <laughs> it is very exciting. Um, so, Liz, Crossroads Cafe podcast. Um, we're all about inspiring women, encouraging women um, to sort of explore new ideas, you know, try new things. Um, we have a lot of our listeners that feel like they're at a bit of a crossroads, whether that's in life, whether that's in their career, and it's they're uncertain as to what route to take. So we created the podcast back in 2019, I think it was, time's going so bloody quick. Yeah, um, yeah back in 2019 when the pandemic hit and it was really myself and Felicity, we kept on having these weekly, well, sometimes, you know, a couple of times a week, accountability calls. And we were chatting away about business and the highs and the lows. Um, and I remember Felicity saying to me, you know, we need to share this really. We need to share this with other women because we're all facing the same thing absolutely yeah yeah so running your own business being a mom you know having all these different things you're juggling so we decided to just start recording our conversations and then it went from recording our conversations to inviting inspiring women like yourself that have done a similar sort of thing set up a business um and hearing about how they did it and what they did um and how they overcome the hurdles and all that kind of stuff so that's what we do weekly on the crossroads cafe podcast we pull women in entrepreneurial women and just hear their stories really sure sure fantastic yeah so you're here your business is wellhouse kinesiology um i just want to hear a little bit about you let's talk a little bit about about liz and your business and how it started great yeah so just to be really clear so wellhouse is the name of my business um i am a kinesiologist um and um that is something that i've sort of developed in in later life actually in terms of the last six oh gosh maybe longer six seven years I have been practicing kinesiology before that I was a massage therapist um and that actually I qualified probably in sort of 18 years ago now um as a qualified massage therapist and then sort of over time through my own health journey I got into kinesiology um, and that is what I work with in, a, in clinic, face to face, but I also teach that. Um, but Wellhouse is slightly bigger than that, just in the process of launching um, a community health hub. So with the intention of um, bringing other uh, complementary practitioners into the, the space and to uh, create a platform and um, safe space really to share different ways um, of being supported through complementary health um, uh, so that to empower people to get back a little bit more control over their I health. I love that. So, um, so that's yes. really exciting. So that's just kind of where I'm at, who, you know, what, <laughs> what I'm doing. Yes. Um, but certainly, yeah, how did I start really? I think it's um, uh, body work certainly has been something that's been very much part of my life um, from a very early age. My mum's a physiotherapist and um well, she's retired now but she still practices a bit with friends and family but she um she brought us up very much 
hands-on with each other. We very used to tactile. each other, very tactile as a family. Um, so I was quite clear, right, you know, from an early age, really, that that's what I was going to do. But I had a love of horses, so I wanted eventually specialise in equine <laughs> therapy. Okay. Um, but actually, it didn't work out. University brought up an, uh, a lot of challenges for me, which um, later I discovered I had dyslexia um, as a result of failing the sort of microbiology side of things. So I couldn't complete that degree. And I was sort of left a bit at sea, not knowing really what I was going to do. And I did lots of different uh, you know, other things to fill the gap. Um, and then one day I was waitressing for a friend and she had a headache and uh, she just said to me, Liz, this is what you should be doing. You be, should be a massage therapist. And it was like a light bulb moment of, ah, I can do the bit I love without all the extra stuff. So I suddenly yeah. entered this world of complementary health. But actually in line with that, because I was sort of, I was in a state of stress and trauma really from failing my exams, really not feeling like I knew where I was going and, um, and, I actually ended up with the diagnosis of ME, um, oh, okay. which was a real kind of crash and burn moment. I was running on my adrenals. I actually got into the police force alongside that. It's all a bit convoluted, but I, um, I was desperately needing a career, a sense of purpose, sense of direction. And because I didn't have a degree, it sort of seemed like I, that might have been the right way of going. But there was a period of time where I needed to get very physically fit um, and... I was still, you know, trying to earn a living. So I was doing many different jobs down here in the West Country. It's always quite hard <laughs> to find well-paid jobs. So you end up doing lots of different things. Um, and I burnt myself out. So, um, so I, yeah, so that ended the, the, the police force kind of career, but it enabled me to, I just about managed to complete the massage qualification. And, um, and I basically built myself up very very slowly as a result of um, a kinesiologist and um, the therapy of being a therapist and sure. I think fellow therapists might get what I'm talking about I think um, when you when you massage somebody you kind of tune into their energy and it's all about calming and when you're naturally somebody who's quite um, go-getter you need that calming influence actually so it was really amazing to, yeah be very present with somebody so you clear the rest of the world away from your sort of psyche as it were so you're connecting at that deep level and just calming everything down and the healing started for me at that point but it's been a real journey of self-discovery yeah and, I think um, it's so interesting that you all these different pivots because that's another thing that we hear from so many women they may decide they want to do something and then they try it and if it doesn't quite work out and I'm hearing this a little bit from you you see yourself as this failure so we keep telling ourselves oh, I'm not capable I'm a failure I can't do it and I think it does take quite a bit of courage and sort of perseverance there needs to be a big reason why you're doing it but for you to sort of transition um, and pivot and do something else but it sure. sounds like the massage was something that was always dormant laying there dormant but it took just that realization of you massaging your friend like you said you had a headache for you to go actually I could do this and get paid for it absolutely and then what's so interesting I think you know I'm I guess I'm an energy worker now and I believe very much in you know when things are right it's flows actually you can be battling on trying to you know being I'm quite pig-headed sort of person I'm a Torian bull I kind of get stuck in but actually when things are right it does flow and 
when I got onto the right onto this massage course it turned out that the lecturer was also dyslexic so the way that, that I was taught brought a lot of what I'd already learned but didn't quite understand it just made all of that make sense and yeah. you know slowly but surely you're sort of feeling like ah oh, okay now this is this is where I should be um I knew I needed to do something with people and supporting people but actually yeah I very much felt that was the beginning of my journey as a um a career woman I suppose and started to feel the power around that in myself you know and just that yes. sense of confidence building and yeah. and knowing you know that you're on the right path I guess definitely and that confidence definitely comes from doing something that that feels aligned to you doesn't it that makes Absolutely. sense that just feels right to you then the confidence builds I think and I've been through this in my own career before but like if you're if you're trying to achieve something or you're working in a in a position a job or you know whatever it may be and it doesn't feel aligned it's like you're constantly bashing your head against a brick wall isn't it and it can be really frustrating definitely definitely and soul destroying yeah. you know I think maybe as a woman more so than you know but just by the way way we're wired you know we we need that connection don't we in a, in a way that it's not black and white we have to sort of invest our whole being into it I guess yeah um, and if that doesn't speak our truth I don't know I think it just doesn't quite sit right and it always feels like there's resistance around it I had actually before that I was I'd set up an events business. I'm quite an organised person, and actually, you know, I have a skill set that lends lends well to that kind of setup. But interestingly, it didn't have a soul to it. It didn't have a purpose that that kind of brought anything alive in me. And I think that in the end, I was just like, nah, it's just it's falling flat. I'm not I'm not passionate. And I think when you've got your own business, God, you need that passion, don't you? Because <laughs> that's definitely bit... that's what drives. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. really interesting you saying that. And that's a big lesson to everybody, actually, is the fact that if you go back, so you said like you, you look at your skill set, and I think that's a really valuable thing to do. If you're unsure of what to do, so we have a lot of people that will come come forward and go I really want to do something but I don't know what it is I really don't know what it is so it's like well what do you feel that you're good at and sometimes you can't see it in yourself so you might want to ask other people which oh. is where your friend has prompted that you know you yeah, should be yeah. if you're so good at it um but we can look at our skill set and then we can go down a road but actually if it's not really aligned to who we are um you spoke about passion and that kind of thing if it's if you're not passionate about it it's always going to be a bit of an uphill battle and running your own business can be a, you know, it's so rewarding, but it's, it's challenging. It can be very challenging at times. So you want to make sure that you are passionate about what it is that you do. And for you, and, and similarly for me, actually, with what I do, when you reflect back to when you were, when you were a kid um, and you were a child and, and the things that you loved to do then, or maybe the things that you enjoyed or what yeah. things that make you, made you feel good then, um, I think that's sometimes, especially I know for me, is where that real passion, it ignites. Everything I do now, it ignites something inside me because it makes me feel so good because it reminds me of all these wonderful things that I experienced when I was a child, you yeah. know? Yeah, no. So, um, that's a really good lesson for anybody listening. If you're unsure, look at your skill set, but then maybe go back to what you used to love before all this other shit comes in. Do you know what I mean? It just fills our mind with all the confusion and you've got to earn money and you've got to have this and you've got to have that. What did you used to love to do when you were when you were younger? I think that's so true, Emma, because I think what's interesting as well, I, interest, I, I had a gathering of, of um, like-minded professionals 
um, last Friday. And actually, interestingly, one of the exercises we were um, taught through is where you you um, you connect with your I guess four-year-old self or whatever the age is that you know you first you have your first memories and you and you connect with them and you say you know what are the lessons what 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 is it that you used to love like you just said Mm -hmm. but also connect with an 84-year-old version of yourself and what Mm, would what advice would that that person give you and actually I think what it what both do you know you're kind of it's that circle of life thing but it's all it, it clears away like you said all those layers of of imposed kind of responsibility and pressure and mm. a fogginess possibly that um that perhaps doesn't then uh, you know really support that connection with your true soul so if you can connect with those outer extremities where perhaps that's lighter mm. you get a real sense of you know actually just be more playful don't take yes, yourself so seriously. seriously get muddy get go and get yeah. strong no it's okay you know yeah. <laughs> you will survive it all of these things to take the risks to to yeah. feel safer because ultimately so much of where we all sit particularly now you know when you have the kids and you possibly you know you're trying to manage all those different layers is there's fear isn't there there's fear Mm -hmm. of getting it wrong there's fear of um not being good enough you know that if I do this I'm not going to be able to do that well you know all of those things so we get we overcomplicate it I think often Mm, definitely definitely and when did you what age was you when you actually you know you went through the massage and that was the route that you took what age was you um, I must have been when I qualified as a massage therapist I must have been 20 25 24 oh, okay okay and then you've gone on to do your kinesiology and then I slowly sort of yeah it was the kinesiology really it was interesting the, the massage and it's funny and I will say this as well as a bit of um, kind of beautiful hindsight <laughs> which I didn't have at the time but everything I did prior to that actually so I had you know after failing at university I came out and I had a number of different jobs I worked in retail I um I was a cleaner I was a waitress I um worked for a property letting company checking properties doing all these things and they were all for me soul destroying jobs actually there was so not me um but actually all of that all of that has had it gave me the my immediate client base so I had all these connections that suddenly came to see me as a as a massage therapist Mm. I had these you know from the massage uh, sorry from the events business that kind of didn't quite work out I'm now using those skills but as a health you know in the health capacity Mm. so you know don't don't think that there's no value in all the other things that you're doing because they will be drawn on in one way or another and I think that's I think we can so often devalue things um, and think, oh, you know, that was just a waste of time in my life. But actually, everything will lead you and support you to what it is eventually that you land on that feels right. Yes, Liz, love it. Love that. And and for that, you mentioned when you failed at university. But see, I look at that and I'm like, but that's just a lesson, isn't it? It's just a lesson and it's part of the process, because had you maybe had you got the, the qualification that you wanted, um, and you'd have taken that route you could have been 20 years down the line and gone this doesn't sit right with me this doesn't feel right with me and then we look at that as a failure but nothing's ever a failure it is just a lesson I think it's really important the words that we use when we talk about past experiences when we talk about ourselves when we when we sort of predict or project forward and think about what we want you know ahead 
Um, because it is just a journey. Every single thing that you're going through, you're going through at that moment in time, and it is a crossroads. It leads you down another path, and you may take that path, and you may get there and go, do you know what, this still doesn't feel right, and this isn't where I want to be. So you take another path, and you may get to that one and go, well, this, I'm sort of feeling a bit better, but it's still not right. So you may, you know, you may go back a little bit. You may step forward. It may be left or right, but it all gets you there eventually, and the whole process is the beautiful bit to me because that is the full lesson I've had so many goals I've set myself a goal and then I've got there and when I've got there it's so <laughs> shit I'm like oh is that all it feels like it's like that I thought that was going to feel so good I, I yeah and I think this is what I always say to my clients is actually this is not like a diet where you go when I reach 10 stone or whatever, I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. This is a lifestyle commitment. This is a process. And the joy is in the process. And actually, once you get your head around that, um, then I think then it suddenly becomes, well, you can be in it rather than always focusing on the the next thing. And I think it's that awareness and that opportunity to observe yourself and learn you know like you say actually if that hasn't worked out but you it isn't a failure or it isn't a waste because actually it teaches you what you don't want (laughs) as well doesn't it and all it is all the time what we're doing is we're just refining our knowledge around us aren't we and it's and it's getting closer to our our acceptance and and love of ourselves so that we can then go out and do whatever it is that we do in in full abundance and potential and I think you know a little bit with what you're doing and you know the kinesiology as well is all about aligning the energy to support that change support that growth and expansion and and certainly for me I love massage and it has been amazing but the, the kinesiology really helps the stretch and and really and recognizes the where you need the support to to um clear whether it be trauma whether it be supporting nutritionally to adjust mm. the energy profile just to get backed up in whatever it is that you're doing and I think mm. we can so often teach on the edge of things can't we and you're like mm. I can't I can't there's something yeah, stopping me and I've got I'm the biggest procrastinator because I'm that typical perfectionist that can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. sort of trying to over control everything but actually to have that you know that support and, and awareness of what is it that's going on in there and can we bring that in and can we face it and can we really allow ourselves to process it and heal whatever's, you know, this stuff carries through us, doesn't it, from years and years of oh my goodness. all sorts of experiences and so on and so forth. So it's, um, it's a, yeah, and to be open to that and curious to that and, and non-judgmental to that, I think, is the key, isn't it, in all of us. Mm, definitely. And you grow through the process, don't you? You're growing all of the time. You're learning. You may, you may fail. You may not get you know achieve what it is that you want to achieve however you want to frame it but you learn from it and then you you do something else it's the that's the that it's the consistency of the taking action isn't it if you're committed to consistently taking action and it doesn't need to be big action it can be small action but as long as you're committed to to that you're going to get to where you want to go because you're always going to have it in you to move and try something else um I i think fundamentally if you are in business that is you know stepping up for yourself but step stepping up to be present for the person that you're working with or the people Mm -hmm. I think that continuity is the key isn't it it's having the courage to go I'm here 
yes <laughs> I might not be perfect but I'm here, I'm here. And, I'm, and I'm still plugging on yeah um, you know and I'm not going to give up and so by you not giving up then people then don't give up on you either I think it's that sort of yes. human connection isn't it that allows that Yes, yes, yes. Now, just quickly tell us what, because I know what kinesiology is. I've had kinesiology before and I rave about it. I find it hugely valuable. Just give us a quick brief on what kinesiology is, because some people may not know. Yeah, no, it comes in many forms, but essentially we're using the the muscles as our feedback mechanism to detect imbalances around the energy of the body. So we work on the health triangle. So um, we have the structure and posture and sort of the physical um aspect of us of ourselves we have the mental and emotional dimension and we also have the nutritional and energetic sort of environmental um profile so if one of those is out of balance at any one time then it's going to have a knock-on effect on Mm. the other so Mm. what's beautiful about kinesiology is we are we are responding to that that individual in that moment and getting the feedback from the body to detect what 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 dimension what what um part of that health triangle is out of balance or that needs addressing first Mm. and then with the um the support so we can then bring in different things um whether it be emotional techniques or um we can use color we can use sound we can use nutrition like i say we can use um actual physical techniques massage and um, running meridians and bits and bobs and by by bringing those things in, we're raising the energy. We're we're allowing the body to come back into balance because ultimately mm. that's where we want to be. And mm. then it gives the body the opportunity to heal. Fantastic. So we're just it's like the layers of an onion. You keep kind of working on the next layer, whatever's presenting itself at that <laughs> moment. And then um, and then we go on from there. So it's for those. It's particularly good around people with chronic health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, often, you know, the conventional healthcare um, is great with acute sort of injuries and illness and that sort of thing. But when you've sort of left with something like digestional issues, mm-hmm. hormonal imbalances, mm-hmm. nutritional um, intolerances, perhaps um, stress is a big thing, obviously, and that comes in many forms. Um, and our blood sugars on our um, uh nutrition and and eating habits and those sorts of things so you know if we're stuck in patterns that are again feeling out of our control it's a great way of re-empowering the body and the person to uh, start being educated and or have that awareness so that they can then take take responsibility and um, be re-empowered around their health Mm. so it's really exciting it's such a privilege yeah and um, it's definitely been the thing that's unlocked my health how long has kinesiology been around for? It's, I see it's been quite a newish thing. Yeah, no, I think it was sort of, well, the Touch for Health um, kinesiology, which is the sort of foundation, um, was sort of born in the 1960s. Um, so it was Australia, really, was where it kind of came from. And then it's, it is very widely used in America. And actually now, I mean, it's not been in this country that long, really. Um, but it's it's getting bigger and bigger as um, more and more people are kind of recognizing it and mm, um, seeing the benefits. Absolutely. And mm. so it's it feels quite exciting, actually, to be in on it at this point in time as it's yes. building and growing um, and becoming yeah. more widely accepted as something that's actually got some legs to it as well. So it's you know, it's not just, you know, some things don't feel necessarily tangible. I'm quite a scientific person I come from a very conventional background so actually 
you know, I like to understand it, which is why I trained in it in the end, because I was like, you know, I'm going to prove this right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of engineers that come and train in this work because it's it's that, you know, why is that doing that? Oh, that's interesting. It's because it's something coming on from over there. And, you know, yeah. so, um, so, yeah, it's really it is fascinating, really fascinating. What would you say some of the sort of highs and the lows have been through starting a business, running a business um, and building it? Well, highs, you know, like you, I'm sure you get so much, I think it's so much reward, don't you, from when you put that work and you put yourself on the line. And then, you know, if, if you feel like you're you're having some sort of benefit to others, for me, that's for me. I kind of, I live in service. It feels like that's my purpose. Um, so that feels really exciting. Um, I love the flexibility that it's brought me. I, you know, my family is actually the main priority in my life and I've really sort of fitted it in around them. So I've worked from home. I'm now back in clinic, which is really nice. Mm. Um, so that's really exciting. It's also brought me, you know, I'm having to do continual professional development all the time. I'm doing a lot mm. of training. So I'm, mm. I'm meeting so many wonderful new people from many, many different walks of life um, and you know, travel as a result of that as well, which again, when you live in the little South Hams, <laughs> it's nice to get out, isn't it? <laughs> to the rest of the world. Um, so yeah, so from that point of view, it's really exciting. Um, challenges, having been a sort of private practitioner you can feel quite isolated actually I'm realizing that I need to take more responsibility around being supported myself I think you mm. give out a lot mm. um so when you're you know you've got lots of other layers to your life it's really important that you you take that time and do the self-care and mm. make sure that you're not always you know either working or looking after the kids and doing all the rest of it it's just a lot of time management I think and I think with mm. children as you will know they're changing all the time aren't they you know what they need from you and, and the time and the space and emotionally kind of being available and all those things so I'm always checking in going you know is this working do I need what do I need to change mm. but like now I've taken a week off before the holidays so that you've think got that and, time and focus um, rather than always being it being when they're off I take time off etc to kind of fit in around them it is important self-care isn't it I sent an email out actually just before we jumped on this podcast talking about prioritizing ourselves because we don't do it we very rarely prioritize ourselves we prioritize everybody else we tend to say yes to a lot of things and do lots of things for other people but then when it comes to us and don't get me wrong I know your business is your passion and that's very much like me so this is my priority if I've got a spare 10 minutes this is what I'm doing because I love it but actually at the same time I sometimes need time out, you know, just time out from everyone and everything, sit down, have a cup of tea and just be with my thoughts and, and not even have to think about anything else. But that does tend to sit at the back of the list. Um, I think what's really interesting, actually, is what I've really noticed throughout my whole kind of career is it's the times when you step away that the creativity happens mm. so you can get you know into the groove of just running the business running your life learning you know but actually it's mm. when you take time out that's when the magic happens in a way mm. to then take it on and take mm. it beyond and where you're at now yeah. and I think therefore from a business point of view that's crucial to factor that in I think to um, allow that time for creativity so you've got the energy because you know our stress cup it's pretty full isn't it all of us however good at looking after ourselves we are so if there's no room for anything you know then we're we haven't got that ability to overflow into other other people's lives so we have to make sure 
constantly clearing that space and allowing topping ourselves up there we go so that's a top tip start as you mean to go on allow yourself some time out and don't overdo it too much at the start Rome wasn't built in a day hey um and you mentioned also about continuing your um sort of personal development which I think is so important for anybody listening you know it is a process isn't it when you get into anything and you start it even once you qualify that's just the beginning of the process isn't it then it's a huge learning curve from there on there on in um but I know for me as well like one thing I've learned throughout doing what it is that I do and and running the business and I've, I've run businesses before you really have to be learning all of the time. You have to be learning, you have to be growing, you have to be improving because then like you say, you've got more to offer other people. And also if you're not doing that, other people are just going to come and they're just going to wipe the floor with you because they are continuing to learn. So it's really important that you're keeping yourself sort of your forward thinking and you're keeping yourself ahead of the game. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because actually if you're employed by a bigger company, then that's in place, isn't it? I think there's a lot of that sort of focus on continual professional development and, you know, having those line meetings and all these sort of things, checking in. But we don't have that, you know, probably Mm -hmm. unless we've perhaps got set it up ourselves. But so you do have to be really proactive, actually, I think, Mm -hmm. recognising that part of it, because I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily see that as a priority, but... But certainly it is those connections with other people. It is those, um, you know, those the opportunity for sharing that so often it's those com- small conversations that suddenly spark something and you go, oh, yes, you that's, know, it. that's what yeah. I need to do. So, um, it, you know, so much is in the sharing, isn't it, of, of, of where we're at and just feeling like you're not on your own in it. It's huge. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So biggest lessons. Tell us your biggest lessons and then we're going to finish on what's next for you. I know you've touched on that already, but what are the mm. biggest lessons that you'd say you've learned throughout? Pacing. <laughs> I think I've had to learn that through my health, actually. But yeah, pacing, yeah. patience. Patience, um, love that. Just to, yeah, just to recognise, you know, you can't conquer the world overnight. And actually, particularly if you want to sustain balance in other aspects of your life, that sometimes to push on with something if it's feeling too much then that's usually a sign it's not right to to do that then and I think that's what I'm learning is you know that organic growth is so wonderful and actually when you Mm. you allow that and trust in that then you will notice actually that you're progressing more than you think you are I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to suddenly you know like I say conquer the world whatever but it is it's just that sense of do you know what you owe it to yourself. You've got plenty of time. time. You've got plenty of time. That's All of it. us have. You know, That's it. And I know you said you, I thought you were going to say it was a bit later than that, but you said that you started your massage at 25. You know, I think some kids, they come out of school now, they might go on and do, and they here in the UK, they have to stay in school now till what is it? They're 18. So, um, yeah. But even 18, I mean, Jesus, when I look back to when I was 18, I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a clue um and it wasn't really I'd say until I had Kitty so then I was like 31 she's my eldest I'm she's 12 now 31 32 that I actually thought what would I like to do I actually asked myself that question but it took me from you know I left school at 6 17 went straight up to work in London and did that for till just before having Kitty um doing something that I didn't really enjoy because it paid me money and it allowed me to have nice holidays, but I was literally living 
from one holiday to the next yeah in a yeah. job that I was making me so miserable and I really wasn't happy um so it doesn't matter you know and don't get me wrong again that's for me that's a learning curve that was part of the process that's what's oh. led me to where I am today and I'm hugely grateful for it um but it doesn't matter what age you're at whether you're in your teens whether you're in your 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s it really doesn't matter I think you just you know, when you get to a point and you find something that really does light you up, that you're passionate about, you just need to follow it and be patient, patient, patient with it one step at a time, following in the direction of, of your dreams and the things that you'd love to see happen. And you'll get there. The wisdom that comes with age and experience is that mm. it, it probably gives you the confidence or the I don't know. We start really check, beginning to check in more with ourselves rather than being led by the experience. Mm. exterior kind of motivations of others or society or whatever we start going oh maybe there's a bit more to life than this mm. you know maybe because you were probably didn't even know you weren't necessarily fulfilled at that time you were doing what felt that's it. like the right thing the right doing. definitely and I, and I think that's the point isn't it is that um perhaps the more we get the opportunity and some people may not choose to are not drawn to work on themselves in that way it is just a means to an end and that's great too, you know, if that if that works for you. And I think this is, you know, I think this is the challenge, isn't it? We are surrounded by so much influence, mm. <laughs> so much external kind of noise and chatter and expectation and judgment and all this stuff. And I think possibly, like I just said, you know, as we get journey on through that process, we get more in tune with us. We get more allowing of us to be able to make those choices for ourselves rather than as a result of what we think we should do or you know what that you know definitely what that pressure is so so that would you know I I, I don't know it, like I say I think it is just um yeah I feel like what I was back then I, I'm so you know I'm still I'm still so at the beginning of this it's mm. you know I love it I think the more you know the more you realize you don't know which is great as well isn't it it's quite liberating yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're happy to learn isn't it and, and you you don't have that um, I mean we've all got that ego there but you're not thinking you know it or you know you know well, this I'm just going to learn through the process that's one thing I say to myself a lot you know either it's going to work or I'm going to learn either it's going to work or I'm going to learn so I've, I've just got this headspace of I'm just going to learn I'm going to learn what's right and wrong and I'm just going to keep going and as long as I'm open to that then I know I'm going to get to where I want to go I know that eventual outcome will change once I get there because it becomes so much greater and it, and it, it you know it does it, it molds and it, it changes um but I think if you've got that I'm going to learn like you mentioned you know having that continued per, continued sort of personal development where you're constantly working yourself asking yourself better questions um and just open open to what's going to come I think Emma you know what you're doing by you know voicing it by creating conversations around it by discussing is it actually what it what you realize is everybody actually it's the ego isn't it that gets so involved and confuses us so much because we our ego is so you know wanting us to have achieved it and sorted it and have the recognition and we are professionals and we are this mm. and of course we all are doing all of those things mm. but actually the I think the the courage or the bravery is when you kind of get beneath that and go mm. do you know what that's just the ego I'm as Definitely. vulnerable as anyone else yeah. I'm as human as anyone else I'm trying to yeah. kind of work it out I don't you yeah. know one day is all I've got this is all I've got right here right now the rest yeah. is 
unfolding and who knows where that's going to go but when you can get on that level with anyone that that's where the magic happens and I see all sorts of walks of life and I'm so privileged because I see so often the vulnerable part of them that isn't you know putting on the show for their you know multi-million pound businesses that they're sort of heading up or whatever it may be and it's just when you get on that level it's like and here we are another human being connecting on as another human being what a shame that we can't be that person with or feel that we can be that person in the in the bigger world, wide world particularly in business and I, this is my passion actually because yeah? I've always had this con- mm-hmm. you know, like contradiction in my mind it's like what why does this sort of whole successful business thing mean this when yeah. it means can we not have both can we not be successful make money and this is an interesting one another conversation for another time perhaps but you know and actually still be a you know a vulnerable person in that and and just be authentic exactly but see I think we can I just think once we once one person does it and if we all start doing it a little bit that will spread do you know what I mean if we all it's when we're all at it together we're all maybe battling because we all want the next best thing or this or that or whatever it may be I think once someone opens up and is vulnerable it allows other people to do the same so the more we do that and the more we get around and we have these conversations and we talk about how wonderful it is but also what a struggle it can be but also you know it's the best thing that I've ever done in my life in starting up my business and doing what it is I'm doing because I just I'm so grateful for it mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm I'm allowing myself to be me you know and that's probably why it feels so good because I'm doing something that really feels in line with who I am so that's the authenticity and I think it's the same with you know you've got businessmen businesswomen who are running big you know multi-million pound organizations and that may be their thing and what they love to do right. but it's allowing like you say them to open up and be their authentic self within that role rather than trying to match up to this thing that they've set for themselves and it normally is I think when we go back to it we could go into this I could talk about this all day but we normally yeah. go back to the childhood don't we and we go right well what was we missing or what was we what was what did we desire then And then when you project forward, you go, oh, that's why I've been chasing that my whole bloody life. And that's why I've not felt good enough my whole bloody life, you know? Yeah, when you when you are fortunate enough to connect with people and their vulnerability, it helps you, I think, to be more authentic in that, too, actually. So like you say, the more we can have that conversation, the more that we can hear each other in that and and just hold that space knowing that actually we don't need to be fixed we don't you know people are operational with so much stuff going on underneath it I mean it just staggers me the resilience of a human being but I think you know but I do think the world is ready and actually post it feels like we are these two worlds are coming together a little bit there is a bit more I don't know Covid's been so challenging on so many levels but maybe something shifting who knows that will allow us all to be a bit more on a level not needing to have this kind of extreme sense of success versus failure maybe we both you know yeah yeah no I hear (laughs) you I hear you so let's just finish on what's next so the kinesiology obviously clinic and teaching is something I'll continue with and I'm very passionate about but um I think what I really felt is that I like you actually it's interesting I was like I'm meeting all these amazing people having these amazing conversations and I really want to share that I really want to allow people in on that because I think when I speak to people who arrive in my clinic so often they're 
they're they're feeling really overwhelmed with a what's going on for them on their health and well-being but not knowing where to go to get the help um and I think we there's a again there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of fear around you know what's available and who's practicing and and so on and so forth and I think we're very individual around what speaks our language as well Mm -hmm. and and so what I feel is if I can create a very safe um safe and fairly conventional space actually I say conventional I don't mean that a kind of neutral space where people can come and um, maybe experience I, I really believe knowledge is power so if you know there's opportunity for presentations workshops events mm-hmm. um, where people can just connect with different practitioners mm-hmm. and the way that they do things so that they can go oh that really that's what I need but mm-hmm. uh, with those self-help te- techniques those those opportunities for them to you know own their own health and well-being what can I do you know this is what I'm feeling what can mm-hmm. I do to help me mm-hmm. Um, to you know to do something positive for myself and and I think so often things get so overcomplicated and I think if we can whittle it down and present it in a way that suddenly can access people and then people again like we said if you can sit with another person that's going through a similar thing mm-hmm. there's so much support in that isn't there so mm-hmm. it's about building a community whether it be the practitioners and then the feeding into the, the those that attend or or um access that that information I think you know there's a lot still that needs to be done around that so um it's early stages but it is I just feel there's a you know we've got a lot going on down here and some amazing practitioners either down here that I'm in connection with Mm. elsewhere in the country that I could bring down but you know particularly kind of key stage our our kids need some support I think and our parents in that you know so there's a lot going on I think that's lovely, Liz. I think that's wonderful. And what an amazing goal to work towards. Do you know what Mm. I mean? Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, it is much needed. And I I just think as well, people are starting to maybe look at other things. I know with the whole pandemic thing, you know, just family and friends were very much into, right, well, what maybe what vitamins can I take? What is it else can I do to sort of better my health? Whereas before it would be like, we feel unwell we go to the doctor we get given a drug we take the drug and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but people are starting to venture a little bit further out maybe kinesiology acupuncture I don't know reflexology all these other things that may help them feel better in themselves um because that's just it we all go through crap we all feel rubbish regardless of what it is that we do you know with what I do the days when I don't feel very confident I doubt myself um it's understanding bringing people together that we all we all feel that no one's alone you sometimes feel it's just you don't you it's only me I'm the only one that can't do it I'm the only one that feels unable yeah bringing people together and understanding that it isn't just you there's lots of other people that feel this same way and then being able to tap into people that can support you that you know something you may never have heard of that you try no difference you with your kinesiology and then you go wow that was just like a bolt out the blue and I feel so much better Definitely. And I think, you know, we are all, it's actually, it's interesting. When I had COVID, this was sort of where it was really kind of, I don't know, born in me and that I've got to do something. It was like, actually, you have, you can sit on this forever, but you have got to do something. And it was that real sense of what we've just gone through. When you get COVID, you're isolated. You're not allowed to see anyone. It's, it goes so against every fibre in your being, doesn't it? To, you know, as the person that perhaps wants to see the person who's 
ill but and also the one that's suffering you you know you 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 really want a connection mm. um so I just felt actually you know we've all been behind our screens and there is a place for that too but actually mm. to bring people back into the same room to start connecting with self mm. because I think actually the answers are so often within us or they mm. are within in us but we don't know where or how to get there mm. um so again it's just raising awareness connecting and actually supporting and and for me it's also supporting other practitioners so if we can all elevate and support each other then we have the potential to be more of a beacon of you know energy and light for those those that need us so I think we all recognize the the, the support all the way through that you know from from the the community um receiving to the community that are <laughs> feeding into that so I love it mm. yummy I love it I love it really inspiring Liz really really inspiring thank you well yeah watch the space we'll see <laughs> I will be watching I'll be watching yeah. how's that going Liz yeah I've got no doubt about it it'll all come together and it'll be amazing well it feels right so that's nice good well thank you so much Liz thank you for coming on to the podcast it's been lovely chatting to you if yeah. anyone wants to get hold of you how best can they reach out to you so my website is um, devonwellhouse.co.uk. Um, I have all my contact details on there. I'm, I'm currently, um, well, I'm at the Hen House um, in Kingsbridge, Coombe Farm. Um, so I have a full-time clinic there as well. So, um, so they've got me on their website as well. But um, yeah, you should be able to find me. I'm also registered as a kinesiologist on the Kinesiology Federation, um, International Kinesiology Federation and the Kinesiology College website so, um, yeah it's plenty of great ready. well what i'll do i'll put the link to your website in the feed so if anyone wants to get hold of you they can just click the feed and they can reach you there and thank you so much again and thank i you. hope to see you soon hope you yeah, see you around town soon yeah thanks emma all the best take you're welcome care. have a lovely day take care everyone see you later bye look for the positives discover your strengths and don't give up